listening to the Sovereign Society podcast, a spiritual lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your soul guide, Sabrina Riccio, kundalini yoga teacher, spiritual mentor, and modern medicine woman who's on a mission to anchor in heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week where I gather some of my favorite spiritual leaders, goddesspreneurs, and changemakers for some authentic conversations about all things spirituality, wellness, what it takes to build your empire, and so much more. Over the years, after my deep kundalini awakening and a series of events like being struck by lightning, it's been loud and clear that part of my divine purpose here is to share with you the tools and the guidance that supported me along the way. My mission here is to empower you to navigate through these changing times with ease and grace as you go forth and align to your soul's destiny while staying true and real along the way. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sovereign Society podcast and get ready because we're about to go in deep and come out the other side stronger than ever before. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. It's been a pretty wild ride. We're in this eclipse portal now, and a lot of things are coming up. I'm hearing it from all of my friends all of the homies, and it's a thing. It's it's coming up to be healed and transmuted. And I'm really excited about sharing with you this week's episode because I got my girls, Arizona Bell and Morgan Garza, here with me today of Spirit Guides Magazine and Spirit Guides Radio. And I had the pleasure of being on Spirit Guides Radio a couple weeks ago. I sat with them on their live session. And I've been working with these women for so long, and... It's been time and it was just like it was so great to chat with them and to finally have them on my podcast. I was like waiting for this. I truly was. I was like, all right, let's do this. I'm ready. And this conversation is so amazing. We talked about the afterlife, which I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about that much. And it's important to talk about because it's part of life. And with my aunt passing away um, soon, you know, she's transitioning out and it was really hard to see her last week uh, and I've dealt with a lot of death in my life and so I recorded this with Morgan in Arizona just days after seeing her and it's been kind of challenging because I've dealt with a lot of death, a lot of, lot of death and just seeing, you know, and having this conversation and knowing that she is going to a really great place and, you know, she's going to be fine and there is life after death. And it's so it was just a really healing episode for me. So if you're someone who's dealt with death and wondering a lot about your loved ones or you've never really had that conversation about death or haven't really experienced a lot of close death, this is a really powerful episode. But what I also love about this episode is that we talked a lot about we're just being really fucking real. We're three friends. So this is like you're sitting around the table with us like watching, listening to us in our conversation. Like you're the fly on the wall hearing our conversation. And we talked about travel and we talked about you know, just this whole love and light myth that's really happening right now. And I'm just really sick of the bullshit in the spiritual community of everyone being, it's all love and light all the time. Like, no, there's shadow and there is darkness, but there's a lot of beauty in that because 
the darkness exists so that we can really understand that the light is like truly counts and it's really worth it. And we had to be able to face all of that. So essentially, we talked about that. We talked about knowing everyone asks us, like, what are your purposes? And this is perfect for the eclipse season, too. But like when you allow yourself to dive into your early childhood and your inner child, you'll begin to see like, hey, this is showing me signs of what's happening. So really start listening and honoring more of that. We talked about this eclipse season and we talked about uh, the divine masculine, divine feminine in the collective and in business because you need to really work on making sure that you're balanced and you can't be too hard to the left and too hard to the right. It's really about finding that equanimity and that balance. And something that I really love talking about that we had in this conversation was just really talking about the power of words. And you've been hearing it from me a couple weeks. I've been talking a lot about words and just really being aware of like some words have different energy, like a masculine and feminine energy where I talked about devotion instead of discipline. And I talked a little deeper about that just because it's something I'm really passionate about right now. And so we talked about that. We talked about how their journey of Spirit Guides magazine really came through. And it's just been so amazing to see their growth and their outreach and see what they're doing. I'm just really, really proud of them. But yeah, I feel like the biggest part of this conversation was talking about the truth about the afterlife. And that's something that I just, it's not talked about enough. So I just really appreciate them. And they're so passionate about this that they're doing a whole spirited discussion in L.A. on August 11th on life and death and the afterlife and at the Lyric Hyperion Theater and Cafe. And I'm going to be there on August 11th at 7 to 9 p.m. I'll be there in L.A. It's $30 in advance and 35 at the door so you can come see me and come see them and have this amazing conversation and witness what's happening. Um, they're having a whole panel of people that are just talking and to – really get a deeper spiritual perspective on what is life and what do we do, what happens after we die and what it's all about. So they've got a psychic, they've got a transformational coach, um, a spirit guide, a Akashic record reader, and they've got a pretty much a witch. So it's going to be pretty fucking rad. So you can buy your tickets by clicking the link below. And essentially... If you haven't heard about Spirit Guides magazine, it's a beautiful resource for inspired travel where it's just really helping. It's a, it's a space for it's new maps for old souls, plain and simple. New maps for old souls, helping those old souls really discover what's happening within and without. So from every corner of the world, they're really here publishing conversations from spiritual leaders and mystics and healers and shamans and teachers and psychics and talking about travel and mysticism. And so I just love these two so much. And I'm just really proud of them. I'm honored to be their friend and to have been supporting them from the beginning. And I've done two Spirit Guides takeover um, on their Instagram. Like I said, I was on their podcast. So I just, I just love these two so much. And Arizona and Morgan, they're just two lights. And I was actually camping with Morgan um, in Joshua Tree when I heard that, all right, this is the time. Like, you are here to move to Joshua Tree. So you can hear a little bit more of my episode with them on episode 20. I'll have that in the show notes below. But I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. Let me know what you think. We are on a journey here, you and I, and everyone else that's here with us. And so I'm beyond thrilled to be here with you for episode 47 
Spirit Guides and the Afterlife with the Ladies of Spirit Guides magazine. Have a great one and enjoy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. And I am so excited here. I've got two of my homegirls here. I got Arizona Bell and Morgan Garza here of Spirit Guides Radio, Spirit Guides Magazine, all the Spirit Guides juju. And I feel like we've been wanting to have a conversation for at least a year, maybe two, right? Minimum. Yeah, minimum yeah. a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was on their podcast show like a couple weeks ago. We did it live. And I just remember we were, I was sharing my story and we were on break and all Arizona says like, dude, what the fuck? Like, sharing about, like my story. <laughs> that's, that's probably exactly what I said. Dude, <laughs> because you can say, dude, what the fuck? And still be spiritual, y'all. You can. Yeah. That's authentic. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. So, I okay, could let's just dive in because let's, dive. let's deep dive. I, yeah. I am just in this space of I am so over this like bullshit of what spirituality is supposed to look like. Oh, right? I guess I just did dive in then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not supposed to fucking look like rainbows and unicorns, right? No. Yeah. You'll like rainbows and unicorns, especially when you're like starting your spiritual path. There's more darkness than there is anything because you're like eradicating it all out. You're facing the shit. And it's yeah. like, everyone's always like, oh, well, what started your spiritual journey? I said, honestly, like, I got, I hit fucking rock bottom at a point where I was like, dude, you need to like get your shit together. And that's what was like kind of my real yeah, and like, mine was grief, death, loss. Yeah. Loss of everything. Morgan's was India. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Grief, death, loss. <laughs> that that yeah. grief, death, loss, most definitely. And like death is also not just like someone dying. Like there's parts of us that are always dying that yeah. we're still in our bodies. But, you know, like I think a lot about people that get freaked out when they pull the death card in tarot, you know, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh my God, am I going to die? And it's like, no, there are parts of you that are going to die that no longer serve. I'm always excited for that card and the tower card. I'm like, break it down, like yeah. shake it up, get me out of this. Totally. And I think like there's such a weird thing about spirituality where, you know, um, there's a lot of talk right now in the spiritual community, especially with a lot of new earth teachers that are really tapping in and understanding that there's a whole like false light template that's going on where like these really heavy dark energies are like wearing masks that they're all love and light, but it's like, and then they steer them in the wrong direction. And if you don't have discernment or if you don't know yourself or if you don't trust yourself or your intuition, you're going to get fucked. You're going to get totally fucked. It's the, it's the love and light myth. And it's just as, it's just as, it's creepy as fuck because it comes <laughs> in that package. It comes in that package that looks so soft and cute, but it ain't. But it's not. Yeah. And then it steers. And I know like, Something that I've been really honoring more is that I have been feeling this, like really tapping into more because like I'm, I've been having a lot of flashbacks of my difficult experience and my journey that started in 2012 this past year. I just feel like we're in a really gnarly like groundhog day where mm -hmm. everything is like, we're still in these loops. We're like, dude, we've done all the fucking work. Why are we still here? Right. And um, I was feeling a lot of, my difficult LSD trip. But what made it difficult was that I was starting to see these false light templates and I didn't have the language or I thought I was going crazy because I thought I was the only one that was seeing it. But now that there's more and more teachers that are talking about it, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not losing my fucking mind. Like, 
cool. I like I my intuition was right and it was protecting myself, you know? Like I feel like rejection is truly the universe protecting you. Yeah. Well, cause it's like, no, you don't need this right now. Like, stop it. We're steering you in a different direction. And the reason that so many things are probably coming up and resurfacing is there are five planets in retrograde right now. And like, and the shadow of Mercury. <laughs> we've done the work, but we've got to go back and like clean up the edges, you know, and make sure that what we've done is actually what we want to put out there. Yeah. And I feel like as we record this, it's the eclipse today. And, um, I know it's just, it's been really intense the past few days and here in Joshua Tree yesterday, we had like crazy monsoons. Like the roads were straight rivers out here yesterday. And I was like, literally had to turn my car. I have a Subaru and I had to turn my car around <laughs> because I couldn't even drive through these like massive downpour. And it was like, okay, like Gaia is telling me the purification. This is the purification yeah, we've wash. asking for and wash away clean. Yeah. yeah, it's it is it's getting that water season, man, and it is. It's washing everything away. I, that's how I, I just, feel. Yeah, I've just been like crying. Like for the past two weeks, I've just like something will happen, and I'll like not even like bad or like I'm sad or like I'm in trouble or like whatever. I'm just crying. I and saw a dog is- on the street the other day. Cried. <laughs> oh, right. crying, 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 crying at nothing, crying at everything. And this yeah. is good. This is release. This is what we need to be doing. You yeah, know, we, that this is the biggest way we can get the shit out, and that's mm-hmm. what's happening on a universal level right now. I yeah. think, yeah, collectively it's happening with what's going on in politics. Like, I just feel like everything that's happening, I'm doing my best to see, like, how do I not allow myself to see this as a, I'm the victim of what's happening? And how do I be like, okay, what a beautiful opportunity for me to reclaim my power. What a beautiful mm-hmm. opportunity for me to actually reclaim my sovereignty and step into my truth and my purpose. Because yeah. when you're stepping into your truth and your purpose, you're unstoppable. Well, and we're being pushed right now. And it's like, are you going to fall? Or are you going to put your back foot down harder and stand up straight? You know, like it's, everything's a test. Everything's a challenge. And it's an opportunity, like you said, to step up. And this new moon and eclipse season is all about life purpose. And I mean, if you're not already there, like you're going to get slammed. You're going to get pushed there. <laughs> you're going to get yeah, your ass kicked. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And just talk, you mentioning the political sphere right now, you know, and tying that into the, the false light and all this love and light shit. I'm so, you know, we get a lot of stuff on spirit guides, a lot of comments, a lot of different opinions. And we put, you know, we, we put it all out there, but we had some people saying, you know, don't look at the kids at the border. Don't, don't look at the kids at the border. That's, that'll just give it more energy. And I'm like, no, this is our responsibility as light workers to look at that shit at the border. Yeah. Look at the dark. It's shadow. It's all coming up right now. Yeah. And what that's been showing me, because like I posted a thing on Instagram, like if you're if you're considering yourself a spiritual teacher and you're not fucking outraged, like you're part of the problem and you're missing what your purpose is actually about. And it's actually shed light like and that's the thing. There's a lot of things going on right now where it's like there is, you know, there we do live on a polarity planet. And so there is dark that comes through too. So we need to make sure that we understand that our light is stronger than the dark. Mm-hmm. You it's, know? it's a matter of scale, you know, even yeah. back to the ancient Egyptian, you know, laws, hermetic laws. It's like, it's light and darker scale. And we're just, we just need to slide it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and in terms of not looking at what's darkness, it's not that it amplifies the darkness. It literally can't live in the light. So when you look at it, it, it goes you away. transmute. You transmute. Yeah. yeah. So what I was hearing in meditation about like the kids at the borders, it was like, where have I caged my inner child? 
from coming out. Right. You know, it's all about the inner child. I mean, every single issue that we experience in relationship to self and others and everything can be like tied back to your inner child and what you absolutely not being honored. Well, because your subconscious is formed by the age of seven. So from zero to seven, you're a sponge. (laughs) So everything that you experience between zero and seven is going to continue to bleed into your future unless you do something about it. Yeah. I was having a conversation with someone the other day that I knew as much as I knew about myself at the age of eight. I knew I was going to be like a writer and I saw this like kind of like magazine cover or something. I knew exactly who I was. And then I went off into the world and was conditioned and reprogrammed and made to think that (laughs) these things weren't right. And now I'm coming back and like, I'm wanting and being all the things that I was at eight. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) You want to know, you want to hear a funny story? So I went back, I found these papers that everyone in my class wrote about me when I was like eight. And it was like, what do you think Arizona is going to be when she grows up? And then you write it on yourself too. Everyone in the class said she's going to be a communicator, a journalist, a writer, whatever, a speaker. I said, oh, I'm going to be a basketball player. Yeah, you might not have known. You knew just a little funny yeah. for you, but you know, yeah, you still balling around, girl. That's for sure. <laughs> it's all there. It is. It's yeah. all there. It's all there in those primary years. Yeah, for me, I wanted to be a pediatrician. And while I don't, I'm not a pediatrician today, I help people heal their inner child. Hello. And yeah. that's the thing that I'm very passionate about sharing. It's like everyone's always like, oh, like I need help figuring out what my purpose is. And I always say, well, what, when you were a kid before Mm -hmm. you became jaded and conditioned, what were the things that brought you joy? Yeah. Right. You know, what were your natural talents and gifts? For me, it's always been a communicator. I got in trouble every day for talking. (laughs) I (laughs) I just wasn't self-aware, but yeah, I was totally a communicator. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I got it. I got in timeout every day because I would have to, I would talk in line and I was in Catholic school. So Sister Catherine put me in the timeout corner and then I would talk to everyone else in the timeout corner. So it was just like not, not productive for me at all. We have a very similar upbringing. <laughs> I got in timeout for questioning the parting of the Red Sea. I was like, what? I, that, how is that's not, that didn't happen. Oh yeah. I oh, actually, yeah. and I remember, and then when I was in fifth grade, it was during D.A.R.E., and when we were talking about like, oh, say no to drugs. And I asked Officer Pete, I was like, well, well, if cannabis is bad, like why is Susan Sarandon smoking cannabis to help her with her pain? Cause she has cancer and stepmom. And he had no answer. <laughs> oh my God, just you mentioning stepmom and cancer season is gonna make me cry. That movie is like a tear. Oh, <laughs> no, but I was but yeah. 10 years old, you know? And I'm like, okay, so at 10 years old, I'm being like an advocate for psychedelics, you know? Yeah, like- yeah. well, it's, that, it's one of those like, do as I say, not as they do kind of things, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, it's funny. Yeah, Gotta yeah. push those buttons. I'm oh. glad we're all doing what we love now, but. Yeah, we're, we're all <laughs> doing it. Fuck the system, we're just gonna do us. But you know, even on that note, as we're talking about this season and things really getting pushed up and out, like there were things that I thought that I was gonna be doing and that I was attached to that all of a sudden in the past two weeks, you know, Morgan and I have been refining stuff and it's just like, nope, this is, this is out. We're not doing that anymore. And it's uh-huh. just almost like this really like shakedown process of like, what you're supposed to be doing is sticking. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Where- yeah. And it's the freedom of allowing yourself to make those decisions and to cross stuff off the list that you've been working on and working towards and being okay with saying this isn't working and we're not going to do it. And we're going to do this instead and feeling really good about mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah, I'm having deja vu right now. But yeah, yesterday, uh, one of my girlfriends, she came over because she found like this massive ass centipede, like climbing up her walks. You know, we live in the desert. So it's like find all this crazy shit. And she's like, I can't find it. I don't feel comfortable sleeping in my house. I was like, sleep in the guest room. It's fine. And she got, she like bitch slapped me yesterday with like, you're <laughs> going on vacation on Monday. You are not working. She's like, your brain is exhausted. She's like, you've been working so hard. There's, you work like, I've met someone that works harder than me. Like, you need a fucking break. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I was like, <laughs> like writing my book in Mexico. And I was like, actually, like, I really do need to chill the fuck out because I've been so in my yang and I need to be more in that self nurturing of the yin. And I'm going by the ocean and like, going in, being with family for two weeks as Mercury retrograde goes Good in. Time. Good <laughs> yeah, so, it's definitely an inward solution kind of a time, I think. Yeah. And like, I feel, I, I don't know about you guys, but like now that today is like the new moon, I felt like this void moon, like just like two days before the new moon, like it was a very long, it felt really long. Like a lot of people have been purging a lot of shit the past couple days and like yeah, I especially have too. It's just been a it's been good, but it's been also yes. like super reflective and then I'm just honoring what's happening and I'm like, so I'm crying and I'm feeling this and I haven't thought about that in a long time and I'm like, whatever. It is what it is and it's happening and I can't deny that it's happening. So I'm just gonna like let it ride, give myself space to experience it and like give myself a little hug and take a bath and shut the fuck up. Yeah, the self-care. <laughs> So I want to, I want to actually talk about, um, business and self-care because you two are creative, created spirit guides magazine. And how are you like, there's a lot of information and content that you're doing. And like, the thing is like, when we're doing the spiritual work, this isn't light shit. Like this is like, we're talking about really deep topics. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that you're finding yourself really filling up your cup as you're also building this platform? Sometimes it's hard to find time, dude. I'm not going to say that I have like this stellar routine that I stick to and that I really honor my needs. Most of the time I don't honor my needs and I just push through. But when I do like yoga, taking a walk is great. I take baths. I smoke weed. I think that helps a lot to get out of my head. Cause like I'm in my head all day. I don't know. Arizona, what do you do? Uh, well, you know me, I have a routine. <laughs> I'm pretty routined. Um, and I mean, in, I mean that in the self-care way, because I've learned the hard way um, what, like, what, if I don't do certain things, my mental health and my spiritual health is not in alignment. So I do have a routine of waking up and um, saying my gratitudes and reading A Course in Miracles, doing my Course in Miracles work, doing my meditation, uh, all hopefully before I even get on the online, because so much of what we do is on online plugged in work. So I really try to start my day with that um, routine. And then I try to end my day with uh, go outside, walk my dog for a long time, and then really just meditate and have the last thing I do before bed, not be junk TV and not be anything like that. And just really like get into the, that meditative space on both ends of my day and night. And that really, really helps me. And I can't, I compromised that in the past for, for friends, for relationships, for whatever some cool thing was going on. And now I'm in the zone where I just, I really don't compromise it at all. Yeah, and I have to say our gratitude mornings are oh, the best. As, as a business, Morgan and I, 
Um, we got this from Gala Darling, actually. Mm -hmm. We record our gratitudes to each other via voice and send them to one another. And we talk about what we're grateful for, like that just happened, that has actually happened. We talk about what we're grateful for in the short term as if it's already happened and what we're grateful for in the long term as if it's already happened. And we do that. We try to do that every day. It's so great. It makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. It's like Gala, darling, thank you. Because it really, yeah. you can see the benefits of it like mm -hmm. right away. And I think it's such an important part of our business practice together as, as business partners and friends. Yeah, I heard that on uh, when she was on your episode for yeah. uh, Spirit Guys Radio. I was like, that's so great. Yeah, it works, guys. It really does. It does. Well, and if anything, if you're not seeing like hard results, like it just makes you feel good to just take mm -hmm. a moment to honor what you're grateful for and to connect with someone else and tell them too. And they're on the same page. You're like cheering each other on, you know? Yeah. I think it's also important to have some kind of nightly ritual too and routine because your subconscious is what's working at night mm -hmm. in your yeah. dream space. Wayne, I think it was a Wayne Dyer book I read said like, if like the most important spiritual practice you can have is to not, is to make your time right before bed be as calm and meditative and distraction free and unplugged as possible. Because mm -hmm. in our dream state, we're actually, well, we're, we're on the other side or the astral mm -hmm. plane or the ether, whatever you want to call it. We are in that zone. We're recharging. We're connecting with our loved ones. We're connecting with our spirit guides. We're literally going over our soul contracts and life plans again. Why do I want the last thing in my head to be the hands made tale? I don't want that <laughs> in my head, you know? So that that's really changed things for me. It's made my dreams more in depth and prophetic and I feel like I'm not just dreaming. I'm actually in this world. Wow. I just had like this crazy, like upload when you <laughs> said that. So essentially like I'm really passionate about like the different dimensions. Right. And, um, as a new earth teacher, I'm seeing a lot, you know, a lot of the old teachers would be like, Oh, you want to reach 5d like 5d is where you want to be. Why would I want to stop at 5d? There's better <laughs> dimensions in that. Yeah. Yeah. No, right? you want to go as high as you can. Yeah. So when you were talking about, you're talking about the dreams. So astral is the fourth dimension. Right. And so you have to work on your astral dimension as your multidimensional self to be able to reach 5D unity consciousness. Oh, yeah. So doing, doing that work, even in your dream space, by making sure you're going into your dream space, really clear. Like I have like lately what I've been doing too, if I have like a lot of shit in my head of like things that I need to do tomorrow, I write it all out before bed. So it's not like, so it's out of my Loading. space. Yeah. yeah. Because that is, you're going to be doing a lot of work in the astral realm with like lucid dreaming or whatever it can be. And then that that 4D, whatever your battles you're you're battling and whatever you're slaying, then you can reach that unity consciousness. And to me, I'm seeing how 5D is becoming the new baseline. Mm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. 5D mm -hmm. is the new baseline where there is unity consciousness, where there's no good or bad. It just is, and we're all understanding that. Yes, we are all universally connected. And then once you understand that, how are you going to choose to be higher than that by um, taking responsibility? You know, like for instance, like I've, I've been feeling like my masculine energy has been really like, whoo, like my pen, the pendulum has swung way too strong in my, in my yang because I've been so focused on my business and putting together all my stuff for Thrive that my yin is off. And so then I'm seeing like, 
how, because I am not taking responsibility or haven't been taking responsibility up until now of also balancing my yin and my yang, how I'm seeing more of that in the world. Oh yeah. How there's like an over masculinated kind of energy that's happening. Right. So these are the things when we talk about like, you're responsible for your energy. This is about you like getting honest and being like, how can I make the best even better? Yeah, for sure. Well, and you see that happening in society as well. Like you see people stepping back from the masculine and really honoring the feminine, which we talked about on the radio show yesterday. And like, which is really just the energy of the times right now with the moons and everything happening. But you see that happening everywhere. And it's this collective consciousness that we're all going through the same thing. We're all feeling the same thing. And we're all kind of like, obviously reacting in our own unique ways, but it's not separate. And Sabrina, I know it's it, in business, it's, it's really hard to get that balance, but don't you feel, at least I do, and I wonder how you feel like when I, cause I am very masculine driven in general, and then especially in business. So when I do, but I've over the years really worked on, um, you know, the, the align, not hustle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when I go do swing back into that yin or get into that balance, it's, it's funny how fast, how much faster, more efficient and more successful my business grows. The productivity. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, like I, I should just meditate for 24 hours today and probably more would get done than if I sat on email for 24 hours. Right. Yeah, because then that's the thing too. If we're constantly drained, you're tapping into your that resource of energy that's not fruitful and abundant and just right. the good. Well, starting a business, so there's a lot of guilt that comes from not producing all the time and not working all the time and not doing everything that you possibly can all the time. But there's also nothing that comes from that a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. You're spinning your wheels, you're grasping, you're running, you're hunting. And like what it needs is the balance of the feminine of putting, laying out the seeds and just waiting for it to grow. I mean, it's hard, but that's how it's a practice. It's hard because you're not doing it as an, it's not, it's a muscle, right? It's just Mm -hmm. like meditation. Like if you are doing your meditation every day, it's not hard. It just becomes the thing like where you can tell like Arizona saying like, it's a non-negotiable, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's no compromise with that. And I I don't want to make it sound like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm some like goody good (laughs) because in the past, like it's been very compromised. I just learned from my past that totally can't be compromised anymore. And you know, it's kind of like, um, I know that you're a course in miracles and Marianne Williamson and all that. And you know, it's kind of like, you, you can't be committed to some, to this halfway. You can't be committed to spirit halfway and your ego halfway. Like you have, it's all or none, you know? So for me, it's like that, that my routine of connecting with spirit every single day cannot be compromised anymore because I can't have 90, 10 even, you uh-uh. know, or cause in the past I did and it, it didn't work. I didn't, I wasn't living a spirit led life. Mm-hmm. After my past life, after my past life regression reading the other day, I had a completely different view of what I am doing and like the part that is um, connected to spirit and the part that's connected to fear. And like the woman put it into percentages for me. And I'm like, I would like to really dry, like drill down on the fear aspect. And I know that I've lived out of that place before. So it's like, you have this recollection of what it feels like to be completely in connection with spirit and with yourself and you can tap back into that, but it really is the daily practice that gets you there. And there, it, there can't be a compromise. And realizing what's out there and what's within you, 
there's so much to be explored and to be developed. And I think when you say that, what I hear is like, when you find yourself off track, rather than beating yourself up, recognize that that's happening. So you know what it feels like when you're not in that devotion. Like I've been working on switching the words that I use um, just to like continue to upgrade myself and my being. So instead of saying like, take what you need and leave the rest, right? I say, take what resonates and then leave the rest. Mm -hmm. Because if you're saying take what you need, then it feels like you're coming from a lack mentality when you're already full and you're already enough. Mm -hmm. Instead of discipline, I like to use the word devotion because there's just so much more love poured into that. And we have such a conditioning around being disciplined that has so much like negative connotation to it. So I'm working on the seventh dimension of sound personally. So um, seventh dimension is all about the sound current and I'm working on how do I allow my sound and my, my voice, my nod, as we talk in Kundalini yoga to actually plant the seeds of what I want, because the words that I say are creating spells. It's called Mm -hmm. spelling, right? So it's like the words that we say truly do have power. Yeah. I know you're all about words. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you just took it out of my <laughs> mouth, like words are spells. So, yeah. you know, words are locks, words are keys, you know, mm-hmm. it's up to you which way you're going to go with that. But I, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Yeah. Sure. I just, I, I've seen how it shifted my life, you know? And so that's something I've been working on teaching more is like, be aware. <laughs> right. And I think, you know, a, pi- a really like a pioneer of that was just like Louise Hay saying, get should out of your vocabulary. Yeah. You know? And like how much just that simple thought, like, or that simple change, like really just shows up for people in people's lives. It's like, yeah, because that Bernard, Bernard Alvarez said that too. Yeah. Well, he got it from Louise Hay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, it's like that, that should is just attached to guilt. And then yeah, yeah, go through word by word. It's like, what is this attached to? Well, and it sets up expectations. Like you should be doing this. I expect you to be doing this and this is the right way to be doing it. So it just goes into this downward spiral. I do like, yeah. I do like devotion. Um, I do like that as far as, I don't know. It feels, I don't know. To me, it just feels more supported. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and it feels more of a choice. Mm-hmm. Discipline feels like militaristic, like you don't have, it's not in your realm. Yeah. Is like I choose to do this because I love it and it gives me X, Y, Z. Yes. Okay. So because we choose our reality, we're choosing to create the lives that we want. What would you say was really the driving force for you two to come together and create Spirit Guides magazine? Like, I want to know like how this relationship started between the two of you, like how did you feel like there was a need that the collective needed to, which became Spirit Guides? You want me to take this one? <laughs> well, we've known each other since high school. Um, she is a couple years younger than me and her sister was in my grade. But we, this whole journey, and we kind of watch each other from afar after high school, like, oh, Morgan's doing this, Arizona's doing this. And we realized, oh, we're kind of doing similar things. We're traveling the world. We're living a non-mainstream life. We're living, we're taking risks. We're living from a love-based perspective, where as a lot of people we kind of grew up with, we're not on that track. So we definitely, I think, like noticed each other more and more. Um, And then, yeah, and then we ended up in the same place at the same time. And long story short, you know, I had, I kind of had the idea, the basis of like the word spirit guide magazine and the tagline new maps for old souls. I had, that was an idea that I had 
that was in my head for about five years before I even spoke it to Morgan. And it was one of those things I was like, no, I'm not good enough to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not big enough to do that. Why would I do that? I'm just a writer. Like, you know, all the fear, doubt, whatever. So years and years of spiritual work, my mom passing away, going to rock bottom, all that junk, all that darkness. I came out of it and said, no, I'm going to fucking do what I want because looking death face to face really inform. if you really look at it and you really let it go through you and you go with it, it really informs how you want to live your life, you know, and how you're, how you're meant spiritually to live your life. So I woke up to that pretty abruptly after losing my mom. I said, fuck it, quit my job, quit my main, my corporate job, called up Morgan, lived in Sedona, Arizona at the time, which is a very spiritual place. Um, but I, I noticed a, and Morgan and I just, I called up Morgan said, want to do this? She was like, fuck yeah, I want to do this. She basically not too soon after that moved up to Sedona with me and, you know, we just noticed a void in the spiritual world around us. I mean, we're surrounded by it in Sedona. And we just noticed this void of, like, it not really speaking to our generation. Like, we are going into the depths, and but we want it to look nice. And we want it to be real. And we want to be able to say fuck and have a mimosa if we want to. Or smoke some weed. If we, there was so many. There was still so much dogma around spirituality. Oh, really? There was still so much dogma around new age spirituality. So we and were, Comic Sans font. And Comic Sans font. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, get, the, get, get Papyrus out of here. Like, let's, <laughs> let's graphic design this. So, so yeah, so with uh, both of our backgrounds in writing and editing, I was like, you know what? Let's bring the deep content. Let's get rid of, let's bypass the fluff. Let's do the deep content. Who knows where it's going to go? Let's start a community of our, and of course, all are welcome. We have, our age gap is wide, but let's, let's gear this towards younger people because they are hungry for it. They are not accessible. It. We felt it wasn't accessible. It was like for a select few or if it was, it was for a totally different generation. So we really just wanted to make it hip and cool and rad and us for you. And that's actually you for us too. Yeah. 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 And I so- definitely feel like you're executing that really well because you know, like spirituality is going a lot is up and it's really fascinating because when I see you, Arizona, like speaking at these um, afterlife conventions and things like that. You're the youngest person on the panel. Oh, 100%. By, like two decades. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my friend, my friend, I had, you know, I posted the little flyer on my Instagram. And I think the Institute, the actual people that are organizing this, are, they are on Instagram, but they don't even have very many followers. You know, they're all, they're still on Facebook. And, and my friend commented, one of these things does not look like the other. <laughs> you know, like it is. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, you know, but they, they saw us, they found us and said, Hey, we want to bridge the gap with the millennials. Can Which you- is what we are here to do. Exactly. Yeah. Because for me, for us, it wasn't like, I still want, cause there's this other end. And I know, you know, it, Sabrina of the spiritual young, young, young community going on right now where it's kind of fluff. It's kind of just fluff. And so for us, we also wanted to bridge the elder wisdom to the younger people. So when they invited me to their conferences to speak and now we're bringing them, we're like, will you speak to our people? And that's a beautiful thing when you can have reaching across generations to do that. And that's, it's awesome, you know? I'm, well, and they have the wisdom that we're craving. They have the, all of the years of experience that we're only starting to uncover. So the marriage is perfect. Yeah. What, well, what's been coming for me lately is like I, in a meditation again, it was like 
we millennials, we are the bridge from one millennia to another. We are the bridge of what life, the millennia pre-technology mm-hmm. and, the, and the millennia of technology. Right. Yeah. I mean, growing up in the age that we did, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have iPads. We had to go outside. We loved being outside. I had to be dragged inside. Oh, it's yeah. so sad that it's so don't different. go outside anymore. I know. Well, it's actually also really interesting, too, because when we talk about that, I think a lot about our generation as millennials, we were also the 9-11 kids. So we've been experiencing a lot of like grief and death and war since like our pubescent years. Yeah. And with the years that are forming us of who we are as men and women. And now like, and then we just got like, we're over it, you know? And so that's why we're like, we're going against the fucking norm. We're, we're disrupting the system. Mm-hmm. We're going to actually like resonate with what's true with us because we've grown up in a society that's been telling us that like war is like inevitable. Like right. war it's, is the what's happening. it's the way, you know, like you have to fight and all these things. But what's happening right now is we're dealing with a massive spiritual warfare. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say something and then it went out of my brain, but <laughs> hate it when that happens. Morgan, you're supposed to pick up from you when that happens. (laughs) I feel like we're also not accepting of war. Like when I was little, I remember asking my parents why there was war and why we couldn't all just get along. And in every single reading that I've had with a psychic, a medium, a shamanic practitioner, anybody, they've told me that I haven't been on this earth for a really long time. And I'm really frustrated. You haven't been or have been? I haven't been. Oh, you baby. I know. So it's been a long time since I've been back to earth and I just don't understand why people are acting the way they are and why we can't all just get along. They're hurt. It goes back to the lineage and the ancestors, you know, like I feel like if we're, if we're seven degrees of separation, but we're also like the work then the actions that we are doing are affecting seven generations that come after us and we can heal seven generations behind us. Mm-hmm. This is why we need to start taking more responsibility for our energy, for our purpose, realizing that we're not just on this planet just to like be here. Like we're here to actually like make it better than when we got here. We're here to transmute hands down. That's why we're here. Yeah. And if you're not on that page, you're, I feel like, you're going to get on that page at this point in time. I feel and like the work that you're doing Arizona with afterlife research and everything that comes with that, including like grief and, and management and just even like life purpose. I mean, that information isn't out there for our generation and that's blowing people's minds and giving people a different reason to live and a different way to think about life. And that even if we do die, it's okay. But like, while you're here, what do you want to do? You know, if you die tomorrow, mm-hmm. you put out there and, and are you okay with that? Right. And I think um, we, you know, I, it's rare. It uh, does happen. I know Sabrina is somebody in the, in my boat too, but it is rare for twenties, uh, even like early, like 30. When I, when my mom died, I was, I had just turned 30. Not one of my friend's parents had died yet. You know what I mean? So unless you're, you are hit with the grief right away, like it's, I don't think people really go looking into the afterlife if they don't need to, you know? No. Yeah. What does the afterlife even mean? Afterlife, it's, a, it's like a naivete in a way, right. right? So it's like I don't even have to do that yet. Um, but until we do that, because it's it's there's nothing different between the afterlife and the dimension, like what we're talking about. No. Until we really go there, you can't you can't really understand life until you understand death. 
And even if you haven't experienced a massive death and recently, like both of you have, there is so much to learn from what the afterlife entails and what that right. like with this well, life. I mean, you haven't dealt with a lot of like imminent or like close death in your life, but you went to the afterlife conference and like your mind was blown, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, clo- the most recent person that I've had die that was close to me was my roommate when I lived in LA and that was... 10 years right. I'm ago. not saying you have it, but like, no, but I mean, it, it wasn't like shattered by, by no. the, by grief. And you went to this no. thing in your mind. We both left this afterlife conference being like, this is the most important shit we can be doing right now. I didn't think I would ever be able to close my mouth again. My jaw was dropped the entire time. Like yeah, we so- were blown away. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like my aunt, she's transitioning right now. She's 90 and she has Alzheimer's. And I went to go say my last goodbye to her on Monday. And it was really fucking hard with me because I've dealt with death since the age of three. And every other year, it seems like someone close to me is dying, if not multiple people in one year. And so when I was, I'm like really grateful, like, you know, the universe has a plan for everything that you two are here. We're talking about this right now because it's helping me process like her transition. She's the witch of the family. So I'm receiving all of her codes, but I'm also seeing like after seeing being by my grandmother's side when she was passing, um, you know, they're not going to leave until they feel at peace that they're like done here. So like if there's family drama that they're still witnessing, that's not going to support them to help them go. If they feel like, you know, there's still karma that they need to clear it, they're not going to go until they feel like my grandmother did 13 days, no food, no water. Like her body was literally decaying, but she was still in her body because she still had work to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And she still had work to do. There's, you know, uh, I was talking to um, a a shamanic practitioner healer the other day, and we were talking about this, but it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a such thing as dying well, and we all should learn how to do it because it's really important for our next when we transition, it's not like we're just this blob of floating light that just fucking does nothing. We really, we really know, need to learn how to die well and how to make that transition as beneficial to our soul growth as we can. And that's kind of what's going on in that case, I think. That's so funny. We just talked about that in my past life regression too. She's like, there is a such thing as dying well. And when I did my past life regression, I didn't have like my head cut off. There wasn't some spontaneous combustion. It wasn't traumatic the way that I died it was peaceful. And she was like in afterwards, we were talking about it and kind of like unpacking a lot of what happened. And she was like, you died well in this lifetime. And that really impacts your soul for all of the before and afters that you have from that. Yeah. And I think like, even like obviously trauma in death counts, but less even about that is just the preparation for death. AKA you're not afraid of it. You know what to expect or you, you've intuitively, or you have researched, or you have gone in to do your healing work, you know what's gonna be there for you on the other side. You know how to get there. You know, you know about forgiveness in this lifetime, you know? Mm-hmm. So based off of what you've learned, because this is probably the first time people have really heard about this that are listening to this, what would you say is like the most profound thing you've discovered or learned about the afterlife that isn't really talked about a lot? Uh, I would say just like for shock value that we, there are that, fuck, I don't even know what to say. There are, um, the, that, the evidence of the afterlife or of like spirits materializing in this world through physical mediumship, um, which is physical mediumship is not 
like evidential mind stuff where we're talking a medium says, oh, your mom, physical mediumship is where you sit in a seance with a physical medium who can produce a substance that materializes spirit. Um, that is real. It's studied. It's fact. Scientists like NASA science, like it's fact. We don't hear about it. It's, it's fact. Um, fact that we can, we've had communications via uh, recording and like text-like devices with the spirit world. It's all a fact. It's happening. It's research. We don't, we don't die. Like that. Our bodies that's what, are dying, but our souls live on. Our yeah. souls live on. And, and we, we know that as people who are tapped in intuitively, it, mm-hmm. you know, in our certain ways, we sense that we know that we're communicating with the spirit world, with the world of the unseen. But I am, what shocked me the most was that, that this is materializing in our world and it is being studied, researched at universities. It's, it's proven. And at the <laughs> government level, I mean, a lot of the government has this information and has for years and it's not out there for very specific reasons because we would know our true power and brilliance and that's not. And also aliens are real as fuck. Hell yeah, they are. I live here in Joshua Tree. Let me tell you, I've seen a couple UFOs. I've yeah. like, remember Morgan? I when know. We were camping? Mm-hmm. So oh, the day, so when we were camping, Morgan was like, hey, I'm coming through to Joshua Tree. Let's hang out. And I was like, okay. And our girl Evelyn down the street, who, by the way, is very excited you guys are coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all camping inside the national park. And we were sitting outside, just hanging out. I had my crystal bowls out. Bud was with us. And all of a sudden, we see this fucking UFO just, like, moving slow for, like, two minutes. And we're like, what the fuck? That it was so cool. not a plane. It was not a plane. It was not a train. It was not an automobile. It was like a fireball with a vehicle. And like this like stream. That is so cool. Yeah. I, oh, my dad, you, I don't know if you know who Art Bell is, but he is. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you know who Art Bell is. My dad grew up on, I grew up listening to Art Bell because of my dad. He is all into this stuff. I always thought he was kooky. Well, it's funny because at this afterlife symposium, I'm going to be on a panel led by George Norrie, who took over Art Bell's spot. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't talk to my dad anymore, but I'm like, oh my God, he would be so proud. But yeah, I grew up with this stuff. I thought it was kooky. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. Going back to childhood, you know? And it's not, I mean, it's not, of course, there's all kinds of conspiracies and things out there, but like, I'm, I'm saying, answering your question, what, like Google physical mediumship people, because it. It blew me and Morgan's minds out of the water and I'll never look back. And it, it's so comforting because it's like, this is real. Mm-hmm. What, we're, what we're sensing is real. It's, it's proven, it's studied and it's at a scientific level. And unfortunately for some people, that's what it takes to really get it. Yeah. yeah. I also feel like our society uses the fear of dying as kind of a weapon against us. Right. There's no fear. No. I mean, there shouldn't be, of course you're sad to leave the people behind, but like so many people, and we don't even realize it. It's so subconscious at this point that we are literally afraid to die every single second, that we aren't taking risks. We aren't doing things that we would normally do. That's why I say, if you can't, if you can't look at death, you can't live your life right. Because if you are no longer, death is the greatest fear for most people. If you're no longer afraid of death because you know what awaits you on the other side is pure bliss, <laughs> then you're going to fucking live the fuck out of your life. Can you know? I share with you what just came through? Yes. I think a lot of people's fear of dying is because in a past life, they were a martyr. Hmm. Huh. And there's still a lot of martyr, sh- martyr shit going on. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. So in a past life, they were a martyr and they were killed and persecuted for a cause, you know, in right. a way like that. Burnt at the stake. Sacrifice, <laughs> sacrifice, burn at the stake. And I feel like that's why there's such a strong fear. Like literally just came through as- I just got chills too, so. Yeah. yeah. And we got to stop that shit. We got to stop yeah. that shit. Let's transmute it right now. Yes, right now. <laughs> Go get into the afterlife. It's really, really cool. And if anybody does live in uh, Phoenix, yeah, they're, they're, or it's in Scottsdale, September 13th through 16th. It's called the Afterlight, Afterlife Institute Symposium. And I, I've been to conferences all over the world, and this one blew, blows my mind the most. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's just, it's just, that's what just came through. And it's interesting, too, because like in Kundalini Yoga, we talk about how we have 10 bodies. So we're not just our physical body. We have three minds. We have our pranic breath. We've got our radiant body. We've got our arc line. We've got our aura. We've got our subtle body. And essentially our soul, what lives on is our soul and our subtle body. So our subtle body is like, for instance, like anytime I hear Stevie Nicks Fleetwood Mac landslide, I know that that's my best friend who passed away. Like that's her coming through to share with me like, hey, I got you. Or mm -hmm. like, you know, you see lights flicker or you see like you hear a certain song or see a certain animal, especially when you're having a hard time. And then this totem comes in mm -hmm. and you're just like, oh, so emotional. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> After my mom passed, I... The thing, another surprising thing is when you're in, when you're in hard grief, it's very hard to connect to the spirit world. And I hard grieved my mom's passing for a really long time. And I was so pissed because I never heard from her and I thought I would because I was into this shit, but I was just grieving too hard. And so one day I just broke down. I surrendered. I was like, I need to fucking hear from you. Like, you know what I'm into, you know, my signs, show me one. I went camping that next weekend, fucking massive, massive owl at, uh, at the, like right when the sun was going down, massive owl flies into the tree right in, on top of my camper. My dogs didn't even bark at the owl, which is odd for my dogs. And it, it sat there for a half an hour and I literally fell to my knees and just cried. Because, that, because, uh, because the owl, I have like three owls tattooed on my body. Like that's my thing. So. So much wisdom in that. They show up when, you know, we just have to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. to surrender and ask too. I mean, there's a lot in the, in the asking, being open and letting go. Well, that's the thing. We have free will. So it's like, they're not going to come unless you ask. Yeah. I ask every day now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was having a really challenging time and uh, I saw two hummingbirds fly like in a double helix. Mm. And I, that to me was like, the last time I saw that were two butterflies flying in a double helix. I went, I went, can't, I went hiking on top of a mountain because I was offered an opportunity to sit in ceremony for ayahuasca. And it was like, they're like, we're doing it in two days. And I was like, let me think about this. And I went on a hike in the park. I brought my journal. I went by myself. I didn't even bring the dog. And I just was like, sat in meditation, did a little meditation. I see two butterflies just in this double helix. So I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. You know? <laughs> that's Things not like a no. That's not a no. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just, you know, and that's the thing. So, um, God, it's so amazing. And I know traveling, I'm sure, has really helped you open up too to really get out of your head so you can also be able to get back in that alignment to hear the messages and to hear the guidance that's really helping you navigate through this space as you live out your dharma and your purpose. 
Yeah. Travel for me is like my ultimate reset and my ultimate connection. I am absolutely in flow and at my like 90, 10 with connection and fear, like that is my ultimate. I yeah. hear you. And we, we started uh, spirit guides with the tagline mystic talk and travel, mm-hmm. mostly because we want to travel so, to <laughs> so we can travel, but travel is a huge staple for both of us. And yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's spiritual in nature. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, it's because you're able to get out of your mind and you're like tested out of your comfort zone. And when we get in those comfort zones, that's where the insecurities and all that stuff is going because there isn't as much expansion. Right. Exactly. And exactly. It's all travel is all about expansion. So it's it, therefore it's synonymous with spiritual path. Yeah. Uh, so I, I need that movement. I need that. I need those places where I don't know where I am. I need that like eminent fear that I'm going to get lost forever and never be found, yeah. you know? Well, like, that's I that. And I could feel the difference with me. I didn't have a passport for a year. It expired last year. And I just got it this past month. Cause I was like, whatever, I need to get grounded. I just bought my house in Joshua tree. I feel how much I have changed in the past year and how like stuck I've been feeling because I haven't been able to travel. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. it I mean, for me, it's required. It's, yeah. it's a non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. It's part I, of my routine. Yeah. I'm working. <laughs> I, I usually go, I have to leave a, like, I visit usually two countries a year minimum, you mm-hmm. know, like I usually go in like the springtime, like after all the holidays and stuff to like for sanity, but right. I would like to go for like also pleasure, not so much for the, like the, the loop of like, Oh, I'm running away. Like I want to go to like, also just be like, I have, I'm, I'm worthy to go because I'm full and abundant and all these things and not be like, I'm going because I'm losing my fucking mind. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then I like to go in the summer too, but I'm working on getting my dual citizenship so that I can Hell be yeah, traveling girl. more of the EU. Yeah. I'm, and you'll be in the dual citizenship club with me. I'm and then you, one of you will have to marry me so that I can come and to then, <laughs> and then, And then you won't just want to move there. You'll want to buy a second house there. And oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, it's a thing. I have family all in Italy, you know, and they're like, anytime you're ready. And I've been telling my parents, like, honestly, if something massive doesn't shift in my life by December, I'm moving to Europe. Like, Get out, dude, dude. That's what I've been telling the universe. I don't think <laughs> do I do it. I might've mentioned it to you, Morgan, but I've had this secret plan. I'm like, cause I kind of, I'm not going to go into my long story, but I've been back here just like on a temporary and yeah. like, where am I going to go? America or, or Europe? Because I have family in both and I've always been pulled towards Europe. I came back here thinking like I'd stay in America. I'll do the, I'll do some shit here. I got a dog. I mean, I was like, I'm going to stay. Nothing. Oh, so- but's coming. But's yeah, coming. exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, just put that puppy on a plane. It's fine. He <laughs> loves traveling. But- everybody loves him. He's a yeah. great guy. Yeah. But my, my, oh, everybody and dogs, so much more dog friendly, by the way, in Europe. But my same thing. If nothing opens up for me by November, I'm out of here. So if I'm supposed to stay, you better show me something. Give me a sign. Mm-hmm. Send me an owl. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Amazing. All right, cool. So now let's talk about the juice because you're going to be traveling to towards my neck of the woods soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're bringing we're bringing that afterlife talk shit to uh, to LA. We're going to be doing a panel. Well, we also we do Spirit Guides Radio, Morgan and I, and we are going to bring our first live show um, to Los Angeles on August 11th at the Lyric Hyperion Theater. And we're going to have uh, our discussion is a spirited discussion on life, death, death, and the afterlife. 
And uh, yeah, maybe- um, August 11th is also the second eclipse in the series or the third eclipse in the series of three. So we are really closing this out. And this wasn't planned. We this did not know. happened as everything else does. Wow, look at planting the seeds honesty. on this eclipse. Well, we're going to yeah. see. What's going to happen on the second eclipse? We got we to gotta <laughs> not plan something then either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're really excited. We, um, want everybody to come. I mean, come meet us in person, have a great discussion. We have an incredible panel. We have a witch, um, an Akashic record reader and spirit guide coach, and then a medium. So we're definitely going to be talking about life, death, and the afterlife and everything that that entails, how we're affected by all three and how we can really live our best lives now knowing what the afterlife is. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So Arizona, the second eclipse, let's Let's, let's let's hold space for us to get the guidance. Yes, exactly. Yes, okay. I'm going to laugh my ass off if we're both moving to Europe. Yeah, I'm not going to be laughing. I better be with you. You're going to be like, um, I need to marry. I need a marriage certificate. Yeah. I'm Aww. Well, I'm an officiant and they call me Rev. <laughs> I don't think your boyfriend would like that very much, Morgan. I don't know if we're ready to take our work relationship that direction. (laughs) Work wives, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. You're definitely work wives. Totally. Yes, you are. (laughs) So all you can buy the tickets uh, in the link below. So you, if you go to spiritguidesmagazine.com forward slash happenings, um, there's all the information on the event, time, date, place, people, and then links to buy tickets. It's 30 bucks a pop, which I you can, can buy it also in the show notes. I have it below in the show notes. Oh, you can buy it in the show notes. Hey, so there you Probably. go. Yeah. And uh, we, we have a really, we have a fantastic Los Angeles following. So we're really excited just to meet everybody and to, yeah. for everybody to meet our panelists because they're really kind of big deals. So it's, it's going to be fun. Yes. I'll be there. Hell yeah. Oh. Hell yes. Yeah. I'm coming. And we're going to have a Joshua Tree slumber party. Yes, yeah. I know. I was talking to Evelyn before. Um, Evelyn Zool was on the podcast and we talked all about astrology and all the things. And she was like, she was part of our camping trip, Arizona. We missed you. But I know, I know. Like, you need to tell them and I need to know when they're coming in. So <laughs> yeah. she's coming yeah. over to my house because of these fucking monsoons. She's lost power in half her house. So she has like no internet. <laughs> like, can I come? And I was like, dude, of course. So, <laughs> oh, fun. We all I wish she was there right time. now. She could have jumped in. <laughs> I know. Okay. So, before we go, I have a couple of fire round questions on my lightning questions that I like okay. to ask. Okay. So, what does sovereignty mean to you? Going home, I think, at this point. Mm. Um, freedom. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So what are some of the things that have been really guiding you lately? I know Arizona, you're talking about your owls, but what are some of your other spirit totems? Uh, I've been, um, roadrunner central right now. Dude, um, I can't believe you just said that roadrunners all day long. <laughs> I was literally looking up the totem of roadrunners yesterday. Me too, because I've been seeing them everywhere. And, and this is the interesting thing. Growing up in the desert, roadrunners, you see them running across the road. No, I've been seeing roadrunners waiting for me, waiting. My grandfather had a pet roadrunner. There was a wild roadrunner that would come to, into his garage every day. My grandpa Aww. would feed it. When I was in Catholic school, our mascot was the roadrunners, but like. Right. Yeah, yeah. roadrunners. And they've been like, I go 
I'll go on walks and they just wait for me and they look at me and they show me their head. They show me their feathers. They do the whole thing and they just wait for me every wow. day, almost every day for the past week. So I was Googling it yesterday too. <laughs> look at us. <laughs> okay, Morgan. Uh, for me, it's been dragonflies. Mm. I don't know if it's just because ancestors in there. Yeah, it's, it's Colorado, but there are swarms right now and they just like Amazing. Yeah. They represent the ancestors. Interesting. And look, you just had your past life and like all that. Wow. See, yeah. you can't make this shit up guys. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so what would you say to younger Arizona and to younger Morgan? <laughs> oh God. So many things. So many things. Uh, rapid fire. I would say to younger Arizona, um, you are worthy. And I would say trust. Like, trust it. Just trust. You know, you know. Like, I know. I always know. I always know that I know, but I don't always trust it. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. If there was one thing of encouragement, advice, whatever is coming up that you would want to share, what would it be? For the people? Yeah. For the people. For all these homies listening. Um, I think authenticity is really big for me right now. I think a lot of us are especially inundated with like the social media aspect and comparison. I think just be you, be authentic, and that's going to get you the furthest and have you feel the best. And on just kind of an arm of that, um, accept yourself completely, shadow, light, the whole thing. It's not about eradicating. It's about transmuting. Yes. Okay. And where, what is coming up for spirit guides that you're seeing? I know you have the podcast and stuff, but what is something you like would love to see happen? Hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, we do have some, we big, have a secret <laughs> coming up. Um, I think we're not ready to announce that big one, but no. uh, we do, we have a lot of well, like I said earlier, we cleared away some of the little clutter things that, that we're kind of cluttering about so we can really focus on what the divine purpose of spirit guides. We like, I tapped into the soul. I know you did too. Like the soul of spirit guides. What are we doing? Um, and we want, we want to, we want a community. We want to expand on the community part of this and um, community education, safe space. Um, and just really provide some like kick-ass mind blowing content. that. Mind and heart expansion, I will say. And so I think that the radio show is really a place. We like to go where it works. And the radio show has been really working for us. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been reaching a lot of people that way. So we're going to keep expanding the radio. We're going to expand our live shows, our travel, because we love to do that. We're going to come see the people face to face. And we're going we're gonna to create a kick-ass community for people. Yeah, we'll be in New York later this summer. Um, so keep your peepers open for that. So excited for you too. I feel like it was just the other day I was getting an email from you guys like, hey, do you want to be part of the of the register of the directory? And I know, like we're we starting on one eleven. Little babies. <laughs> we're launching on one eleven. Yeah, you guys are how far we've all time. come. I mean, yeah. I could have never imagined this time last year that we would be doing this, Arizona. Like never. I could. Um, <laughs> but that's the Leo in me. No, yeah. I, you know, I, what, what's cool about um, working with you now, Sabrina, and, and some other, a couple other people as well, um, is that I feel like we're like a cohort, like we grew up together because yeah. Yeah. we're like growing together, all of us, and it's really cool to see. Yeah, and it's just like, that's the greatest thing about the Aquarian age and the times we're living that we're really seeing it's about 
cooperation and collaboration and how each of us have our own strengths and our own weaknesses, which are still fine. And we can help support each other to create this like conglomerate centered in love and truth and education and expansion and all the things, Mm -hmm. all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So then what are your, what's your websites where can we find more from you, from you too, spirit guides? Sure. Uh, you can find us at spiritguidesmagazine.com. Um, and then our radio show is easy too. It's just spiritguidesmagazine.com forward slash radio. And we're at spiritguidesmag on Instagram. And if you want to listen to us on iTunes or iHeartRadio and soon Spotify, all the places that you listen to podcasts, um, just look yeah. us up there too and leave us a review. If you like what you're hearing, we would really appreciate it. <laughs> Morgan's all about pimping out those reviews. <laughs> yeah, they're everything. Yeah. I know I'm I'm working right now where like the whole month of July I'm you know gathering all of my reviews and I'm giving away a free session nice um, to give back because I want to know who's here I want to see how we can better serve you know and we're doing this for your for you all you know we're doing this for the people because right this is our this is part of our dharma and our missions to educate people help them reclaim their sovereignty and like have the power that like you are creating your reality. You know, you and I (laughs) were born talking. So it's only, it's only right. I'm a Leo rising girl. It's only right that we have people through talking on a, on the airwaves all day. Inevitable. (laughs) Inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your strengths go. Yeah. This is my zone of genius. Duh. Love it. Well, I love you too so much, and I'm so you excited you. for your event. I just love that you're doing live shows, and you're coming out here. And you're gonna be staying with me soon, oh. and all the things. It's gonna, gonna be, be so fun. So fun. Thank yes. you so much for having us yeah. on your show and letting us talk to your people. Thank you. Oh, it's an honor. I, I've been, like I said, I've been wanting to have this conversation with the two of you for many moons. So well, this is the right moon for it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for listening. Go check out Spirit Guides Magazine, Spirit Guides Radio. Come to the event in LA. I'll be there. We'll all say hey. Big Pappy family, building community, and just really bringing more conversations about the afterlife and travel and understanding that there's so much more than what meets the eye. And there's so many more things that are happening behind the scenes. And you are never alone. You are always loved and you are always supported and guided. So thanks everyone for being here and we'll see you soon. Take care. I mean, wow. How amazing was that episode with the ladies of Spirit Guides Magazine, Spirit Guides Radio. I love Morgan, Arizona. And like they said, it's like we've all kind of grown up together and we've been doing this thing together so I'm just super proud of them to see what they're doing and really honored to be their friend and just to see how their commitment to really go ahead and educate about the afterlife and educate about what it means to be guided in today's day and age and you know we just want you to become the best version of you and to know that there's so much more available and there's so much more than meets the eye so we're really grateful and thanks for tuning in if you loved this episode i would love to see your reviews on itunes as you know i am really excited because the month of july 
I am doing in a giveaway. I am going to be offering a free soul activation session to anyone who leaves a review on iTunes. All you have to do is send your screenshot over to hello at shamanessacadessa.guru. You can find it all below in the show notes. Send me a screenshot. And I'm really pumped because we're going to go ahead and this is the last time I'm doing these personal one-time soul activation sessions. So if you've always wanted to work with me, this is your chance. And I'm going to also be in L.A. for Arizona and Morgan's event for Spirit Guides Radio Live to talk about and hear about the afterlife and their amazing panel that they have. So if you'd like to join us, we'll be there in L.A. on August 11th. Again, you can buy your tickets below by clicking the link in the show notes. And I'm just, again, thank, thank you for being here. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Send me your questions. Let me know. I'm here. And so we got this. We're here. And we're just getting started. We truly are. I have no doubt in my mind about that. But I just wanted to say thanks again for tuning in. Thank you again for subscribing. Again, we're on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the things. So there's so many ways for you to tune in and hear and listen. But thanks for being here. Let me know what resonates with you. Send your screenshots. Tag us at Spirit Guides Mag, Sabrina Riccio. And you can also use the hashtag Sovereign Society Podcast. Let me know who's tuning in. But I love you so much. And have a great rest of your day. And we'll be seeing you again soon. Take care. Satnam.